SEP Fanfic Readings presents Accidental Proposal by C.J. Red. Chapter 22 With Time Hermione gave Ginny her distance over the next week, knowing that her friend would need time to work the shock Hermione had dealt her out in her own way. She was happy to see that Blaze sat next to Ginny at the Gryffindor table for every meal. Draco was worried at first, but Hermione had assured him that Ginny would come around. She just needed time. Pansy, who alternated from sitting with Ginny and them at the Slytherin table, had nodded in agreement, giving Hermione an assessing look. "'You are far more observant than I expect out of a Gryffindor. I still maintain you were not sorted into the right house.' Hermione rolled her eyes but smiled at Pansy. "'And you are far more compassionate than I expect out of a Slytherin. Perhaps you are missorted, too.' Pansy smirked and then grabbed her bag, flouncing off as Theo chuckled. "'Well, sis, she must like you, or she would have hexed you for that.' Hermione threw her sweet roll at her brother, who caught it and ate it as he looked down at the table at Daphne, who was sitting next to her younger sister and laughing. Astoria was obviously visiting from the Ravenclaw table. The headmistress in her house unity scheme was clearly a roaring success, especially in the Great Hall, where most every student now moved tables at some point during the week. Well, barring a few Slytherins, but she had hoped that she would get Theo and Draco at the Gryffindor table for dinner eventually.' Currently, though, she was watching her brother, who had a rather wistful look on his face as he observed the pretty witch. "'Why not just ask her out?' Hermione asked curiously. Theo jumped and flushed before he said quietly, "'She isn't interested.' Hermione frowned, looking thoughtful. "'And that couldn't change?' Theo sighed heavily. "'Not unless she wishes it to. She had her chance to make a contract with me last year. She declined.' Hermione frowned five or ten questions about this revelation about to slip forth. But before she could demand more information from her brother, he had rushed off, mumbling something about wanting to go over a new move with the Slytherin Seeker. She turned to Draco in confusion, who had on his careful, blank expression. The one she knew he used when he knew something, but didn't want to let on that he did. "'He offered for her,' she whispered, leaning closer to him on the stool. Draco nodded, and then leaned forward himself, placing his mouth at her ear and sending shivers down her body as he spoke. They courted a bit, and he offered for her after only a few weeks, but she declined. Hermione's eyes went wide. Was he in love with her? Draco shrugged. I don't think so, but he liked her rather a lot. It's daff, and she is not a mean or spiteful person. She was very sincere that she felt that they are just not a good match. Although she didn't elaborate on that to your brother, and I suppose he was left rather confused. There was no big fight or any drama about the whole thing. She just politely informed him that she would rather be friends. Hermione looked over at Daphne in surprise. I wonder why she feels that way. I can't help but think that there's more to this than you are sharing with me. Draco snorted. You would have to ask her, love. I certainly would never pretend to presume I understand a woman's mind on such matters. Plus, I do not gossip. Hermione turned around and socked him in the stomach playfully. Oh, stop. Draco grinned and leaned down to kiss her quickly before he stood up. I have Quidditch practice with Theo. Will you be okay until later? Hermione smiled at him. Of course I will. Draco nodded and then leaned down to kiss her again, lingering over this kiss before he tore himself away and rushed out after her brother. Later that night, she found herself in the girl's dorm sitting with two of the three Slytherin witches. Ginny who spent enough time down here now that a bed had shown up for her, was with Blaze at the Quidditch pitch, where they had been planning to play a game of pick-up Quidditch after Blaze finished coaching the Slytherin practice. 
Since her brother and fiancé had not returned, she assumed that they had joined in on the game, and had left a note for Draco in the common room, telling him that she would see him tomorrow. Pansy was also missing, and she assumed she might be on the pitch too, although she couldn't imagine the girl actually playing Quidditch. Pansy spent rather a lot of time out there observing the practices. She said it was because she had grown tired of doing reviews in the library and enjoyed the fresh air. Tracy had joked that it was just so that she didn't have to deal with the younger students underfoot. When Tracy left to take a bath, Hermione decided to talk to Daphne about what she had learned that night during dinner. "'Hey, Daph, can I ask you an intrusive question that is absolutely none of my business?' Daphne looked up, smirking, sitting down her notes. "'Certainly, but I might not answer.' Hermione smirked and then sat forward, watching the witch carefully. "'Why did you refuse my brother's offer of a marriage contract?' Daphne briefly flashed a look of surprise, and then she winced, looking wary. I would like to answer, but I don't really want Theo to know my answer. Hermione frowned at the strange request. You don't want me to tell Theo? Daphne sighed. No, definitely not. Although I am sure Draco already suspects what I am about to tell you, and just has the good manners not to bring it up. Hermione hesitated a moment and then nodded. I promise not to tell Theo a word you speak. Daphne gave a small half-smile. Actually, I don't want Tracy or Pansy to know either. Although, again, Tracy most likely suspects as well. Even more intrigued now, Hermione nodded, biting her lip. Okay, no telling Tracy or Pansy either. Daphne looked down at her hands, clasped in her lap, and then said slowly and clearly, Pansy has a crush on Theo, Hermione. At Hermione's incredulous look, Daphne nodded firmly. Honestly, I think she's in love with him. Hermione sat back, stunned. Really? Daphne nodded earnestly. Yes, really. It's why she keeps refusing the contracts her parents tried to put forward. She wants a chance to court Theo, but she's very stubborn. She wants him to want to court her. Oh, goodness, Hermione said softly. Daphne looked sad. Yeah, but Theo seems to be hung up on me. She paused for a moment and then sighed in exasperation. I would bet my last cannot that his fascination with me is just because I refused him. Honestly. We had no chemistry, and bored each other to tears. Daphne smiled a bit wistfully. He is very handsome, but not for me. Hermione shared a smile with her before Daphne continued her face serious. And the kicker is that Pansy and Theo are perfect for each other. I have no idea why they haven't hooked up. I would blame Theo, but Pansy is just as stubborn. Hermione chortled at this, and then frowned. What a mess! I was never good at this sort of thing, to be honest, so I have no idea what to say to all of this. It seems rather silly that my brother would be so hung up on you if you are not leading him on. Daphne smiled and then laughed. I assure you I am not. I just don't see him romantically. And when I figured out my best friend did, it made me really not think of him that way. Hermione nodded, her face thoughtful. Obviously. Daphne shrugged and picked her notes back up. But don't mention any of this to Pansy. It would upset her. Hermione snorted at that, and picked up her own notes, her mind whirling over this new information. Pansy likes Theo. How intriguing. She would have to mull this over. Two nights later, she was laying in Draco's arms on one of the couches in the common room, as they both read each other's potions notes, when she decided that perhaps she should see how much Draco knew about the situation. Draco? Hmm? He asked lazily, continuing to read the notes as he rubbed circles on her arm. I spoke to Daphne like you suggested. His hand paused, and then he said quietly, 
Oh? She said she doesn't view Theo romantically, that they had no passion, and she thinks he is only still interested in her because she turned him down. Draco grunted and went back to rubbing circles on her arm before he said, Sounds about right. Hermione waited a bit before she said innocently, I hate seeing him left out of the mix, and I think he might be less obnoxious with us if he had a witch of his own. At Draco's grunt of agreement, she pressed forward. What about Pansy? I think that would make a good match. Draco stilled again before he chuckled. She would be a perfect fit for him. However, she scares him half to death. Hermione turned so that she could look up into his beautiful gray eyes. What in Merlin does that mean? Draco grinned and chucked her under the chin. She is fierce, Hermione. She takes no shit from anyone, kind of like you. And trust me, you terrify me hourly. Hermione huffed and powdered her lips before she grinned and pulled his head back down to kiss him. You like that I challenge you. Admit it. Draco grinned against her lips and nibbled on them. Hmm, I do very much. But I do not think I would have ever got the courage to ask you out if not for our own current circumstances. And even being engaged to you didn't help when I wanted to court you. I almost gave myself an ulcer I was so stressed. Hermione giggled as she kissed him along his jaw, and then sighed, hugging him to her. So you agree they would be perfect for each other? Draco lifted up to look at her, and his eyes twinkled. Of course I do, but it will take more than just Slytherin cunning to get those two together. Hermione sat up suddenly, very intrigued. What have you been scheming? Draco tried and failed to look innocent before he smirked. I have not actually started scheming anything. As I just said, it will take more than my cunning to get those two stubborn gits to finally fall together. Hermione was quiet for a moment as she pondered this, and then finally she sighed. I would just lock them in a room together until they figured it out. Very Gryffindor, he said, smirking. What's very Gryffindor? Ginny asked, walking in with Blaze. Hermione flushed and then sat up as she looked at Ginny, who sighed at her. I had to process it all. I am good now. But forget that. What were you two just scheming? How do you know we were scheming anything? Draco asked curiously, pulling Hermione fully onto his lap since their notes had been abandoned. Ginny rolled her eyes at him and hitched a finger at Blaze. Because you're wearing the same look he wears when he's up to no good. Blaze looked affronted for a millisecond before he grinned and pulled Ginny into his side. My schemes usually work, however. Draco doesn't have nearly as good a track record. Draco sat up annoyed, but then shrugged. True enough, I suppose. You spend your spare time manipulating situations while I spend my spare time with more pleasurable pursuits. Hermione flushed and socked him. Draco! Ginny, however, laughed heartily before she sobered and glared at him. Nice try avoiding the question. What were you two talking about? Hermione sighed. Theo and Pansy. Since she wasn't mentioning Daphne at all, she felt she was sticking to her part of the bargain, of not betraying her confidence, and Tracy nor Pansy were present. Ginny sat back and frowned. Oh, yes, they are perfect for each other and totally clueless. Blaze nodded without his signature smirk, and then looked over at Hermione. What was your idea, then? Hermione smiled at him and shrugged self-consciously. Lock them in a room together until they burn it down? Ginny laughed. Yes, that is very Gryffindor. I love it, but I'm not sure it would work with Pansy. She is far too controlled. We would have to fluster her first. Blazy chuckled. Pansy is unflusterable. Ginny got a gleam in her eye and turned to the wizard. No one is unflusterable. Not to a Weasley. Hermione sat up, bouncing in excitement. 
Oh, Ginny, what are you thinking? Ginny grinned. Give me a month, and just leave it to me. That night, Hermione was snuggled into Draco, both in pajamas with the curtains drawn, and both incredibly frustrated. They hadn't managed to get the room to themselves since the night after her visiting his mother. Let's go away for the weekend, Hermione whispered into his neck. Draco shifted and kissed her hungrily before he groaned softly and nodded. We would need special permission, and a pretty good reason. Hermione paused, thinking about that, before she whispered hesitantly. We could say we have to check in on your parents? Rushing to reassure him, when he stiffened, she said, We wouldn't actually stay with them, Draco. We could get a room somewhere, but have dinner with them or something. His breathing settled, and then he said quietly, Mother has been asking to see us again. It's just... Hermione cut him off. I know, but it would give us a great excuse to go missing for three days. Draco was quiet for a rather long time before he said huskily, I don't want him to upset you. Hermione hugged him around the waist and sighed into his chest, taking in his scent. Oh, Draco, he can't hurt me. It's you I worry about. But I think you want to see your mother. How about you think about it, and if you wish to go, I will talk to the headmistress and get a portkey from King's. Draco chuckled silently at her. You think that the Minister of Magic is just going to hand over a portkey to France if you owl him? Hermione snorted. Of course he is. It's Theo who would kick a fuss over this, not the minister. Draco kissed her temples and hugged her closer. You are truly one terrifying witch. Fine. We don't have classes this Friday. How about we leave in the morning, have lunch with my parents, and then spend the rest of the weekend somewhere romantic? Hermione sighed dreamily. I would love to go to Paris with you. Draco let out a small breath and said softly, We have a home in Paris. It's not large, but it has an amazing view of the city. Hermione sat up, looking at him, her eyes wide. You have a home in Paris? Does anyone live in it? He flushed and then laughed. Yes, we have homes in most major cities with wizarding populations, Hermione. Should I give you a list? Maybe you want to go somewhere else. Hermione socked him lightly, her eyes wide with shock, and then she sank back to cuddle with him. Cheeky upstart. No, Paris will be lovely, and we can take a tour of all your houses after we're married. Draco laughed softly, but then sobered. Do you really want to marry right after graduation? Hermione let out an annoyed breath. No, I wanted to get a mastery before I married. What about you? He hugged her tightly, but sighed. I wanted to start up my own branch of Malfoy Enterprises, expand our apothecaries outside of visiting Britain. Hermione drew a circle on his chest around his nipple. He never wore shirts to bed anymore, regardless of the glares Theo threw his way when Hermione stayed over. I suppose being married won't stop us from doing all that. Draco sighed. It won't stop me, but the marriage vows we take will negate any contraceptive spells until we have an heir. It's part of why everyone circumvents this magic. Hermione gasped as two emotions overcame her, the first being anger or disgust at such an obnoxious side effect, and the second being a sense of excitement at the idea of creating life with Draco. But being rather pragmatic, she expressed the first as it was more pressing. That's totally unacceptable. Neither of us is ready to care for a child yet. She could feel Draco nodding in agreement, his tone solemn. I know. I can't imagine that I would even be a good father. Hermione moved up to look him in the eye. Draco Malfoy, you will make a wonderful father. He gave her a sad grin. 
I think if either of us is going to make a great parent, it would be you, Hermione. She flushed, and then let her head rest back on his chest, listening to his rapid heartbeat. I haven't found any way to circumvent the spell, Draco. He rubbed her back and let out a long sigh. There isn't one. Hermione shook her head as she yawned. There has to be some kind of loophole. Perhaps I'm approaching this from the wrong angle. Draco stopped, rubbing her back, and went still. What do you mean? She chewed on her lip as though she thought how to explain the idea that had just formed. She really was exhausted, so she had to concentrate far too hard. Well, we can't break the contract, but there has to be a way to extend it. I don't care what the magic is doing to me. If we are not worried about that, why couldn't we just— She yawned again and said drowsily, Extend the engagement somehow. Draco listened as her breathing evened out, and she drifted off into sleep. Extend the contract. He pondered that. It was certainly the best option as far as he was concerned. Breaking the contract, in his opinion, was not an option. The only witch he ever wanted in his arms was already with him. No, he didn't wish to not marry her. But he absolutely knew that he didn't want her to have to marry him the Saturday after graduation. They hadn't been able to change the date on the contract as of yet— but perhaps if they looked at the situation from a different angle, there was hope. But he was a little too tired to give this matter his full attention tonight, so he snuggled down into the warm bed and pulled Hermione halfway on top of him, wrapping his legs around hers. She didn't stay over every night, as Theo was rather a pain about it, but when she did, it almost guaranteed he had a good night's sleep. She kept his demons away and soothed the guilt that had been his constant companion. He shifted as she moved her leg and hid his groin. However, she did present another challenge when she stayed over. How to keep his hands off her. He knew that the wards and silencing charms they put around his bed would keep Theo from knowing anything, but neither of them were comfortable with making love in the same room as her sleeping brother. As his cock grew hard, he groaned and forced himself to count in order to calm his libido. Suddenly, a weekend away in Paris, even if that meant he had to see his father, sounded like heaven. He fell asleep praying to every deity he could think of that Theo would not cause a fuss about it. He had no doubt his resourceful and rather terrifying fiancée could convince the minister and headmistress to do what she wished. But he had known Theo his entire life, and was relatively sure the wizard was not going to play nice, and he knew Hermione would feel terrible if she ended up cursing her brother. Heaving a great sigh, he finally let sleep claim him, a slight smile on his face. She might feel awful if she hexed Theo, but Draco had to admit he was secretly hoping he got to enjoy the show. His witch was damn sexy when angered, especially when her anger was not directed at him. 